Willkommen to Sharktoberfest, the show where we drink German beers and we watch shark movies and we just, we we talk about both of those things and things that aren't those things but are loosely tied to those things. Is it way too specific of a show? <laughs> Our numbers say it is. I'm one of your hosts, Logan Nielsen, and joining me as always is my co-host and co-creator and co-conspirator and a resident brewmeister, Dustin Pixley. Hi, Dustin! Hi, Logan! Yeah! I started this one weird. High energy. <laughs> well, you know, we're week three, man. Now as we're getting to the point where things start getting rough. We have to keep it up. Yes. Or it's going to get really, really rough. Exactly. Because yes. the movies get weirder. Um, the beers honestly get weirder, but it's when we start getting slowed down a little bit yeah. by all the we'll, maltiness. We'll slog down <laughs> yeah. from all the malt. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I'm trying to, I want to go into the, this, this is the second half of Sharktoberfest. You know, I want to go into it, you know, ready to rock. I want to, I'm trying to be, you know, in, in good spirits for it because it's, it, this is, this is our most defeatable point. This is, this is the make or break it moment. It kind of is. Week three, week three holds a lot of, you know, that's what it was last week. Is when we started being, or last year, sorry. See, I'm already broken. Yeah. But no, last year started. we started like week three being like, what do we even talk about anymore? I'm so bloated. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm just tired. I just want October to be over. And I don't want to hit that point this no. time. So I wanted to, I just wanted to come out, just burst into the show, come out swinging. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this week is starting on a weird note too, because this movie, guys, we found a a, a shark movie that's purely a shark psychological thriller. You know? Suck on that one. Because we've had sharks in different locations. But this is the shark of the mind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is a mind shark. 100% it is. We watched a movie. It's called From the Depths. It's from last year. This is a new movie. Does not look like it. But it's a new movie. I'm, I'll save that. I had some other information I was going to drop. I'll save it. I'll right. save it for the movie talk. We'll uh, we'll focus on the beers for right now. Focus on the beers. That's right. Beers. Beers. Plural. We're doing something a little different. What do we have, uh, Herr Brewmeister? Uh, the first one is the Leinenkugels Amber Ale. That's what they called it. <laughs> it's their Amber Ale. But why we chose this? We did Leinenkugels Oktoberfest last year. But this is their, it's called the Collaboration Lager with Hofbrau München. Which is uh, Hofbrau House, I believe, is like the full name, or that's that's where the their name for like bar, right? Isn't Hof- uh, the bar is going to be the Hofbrau House and Platzel and Platzel? But but isn't Hofbrau House? Didn't that just become like the name of bars? There's or a chain, yeah, right, right. Um, but uh, that's if you've ever seen the logo, the the HB with the blue, a little gold crown over it. It's anyone who's ever gone to Germany. They bring back a mug or a glass that has the HB on it. It feels like no, it. it um, that's one of the reasons they got so popular. Is because it's from, from the war. A lot of the soldiers were bringing back oh. the HB. Yeah, gotcha. That's interesting. That's what kind of helped get it spread out. Obviously, it wasn't the reason it's popular, but it got it spread out to where there's so many uh, oh, franchises. Okay. But so this is their collaboration with Leinen Kugels. And here's the thing: we're going to be honest with you. We this has been on our list of the beers we wanted to put on it. It doesn't officially say it's an Oktoberfest. 
It's dressed as an Oktoberfest. It's dressed as one, though, and we were we were certain it was an Oktoberfest <laughs> beer until moments ago when we actually bought one and realized it doesn't say Oktoberfest anywhere on the damn thing. <laughs> then we have one more beer. Oh yeah, this is another <laughs> another Hofbrau House. This is this is yeah, just there. This isn't a collaboration. This is their beer, and the intention was to get the Fest beer. Apparently, everyone else had the same plan, so I had to settle for the Dunkel. Wait a minute, Dustin. These are different brewers. That's Hofbrau Munchen. That's Hofbrau House. Those are different logos. That's not even the same company. Oh no. <laughs> I wonder if they're affiliated. I don't think they are. <laughs> this is embarrassing. See, I knew Hofbrauhaus was something. This is interesting. You're you're kind of this is this is true inside juice just being being spilled on the floor as the show's being made. We're coming at this one a little half cocked. Yeah. Well, and I'll be honest with you, because we we do have some Oktoberfest beers literally sitting upstairs. Uh, we're saving them for episodes coming up because, uh, we, we, you know, I'm going to tease. We got some guests coming up, and we wanted to have them with with guesties. So, uh, so there's there's a little little some more inside juice. A, a gallon of inside juice has just been spilled on the floor. I don't know why I'm talking. I can just cut out when you're looking, but I'm vamping as if it's live radio. Keep going. I don't know. I d- I'm uncomfortable in silence, and so I just need to talk. You're doing good. Because if I'm not talking, then the bad thoughts seep in. <laughs> No, but I think Hofbrauhaus and, and Hofbrau Munchen are, are different things, aren't they? What's going on, bud? I'm trying. <laughs> you look so baffled. Should I, I, do I s- am. Should I do some Googling, too? Yeah. Fucking fuck. Okay. Okay. So I, I found their website for Hofbrauhaus Freezing, um, or Freezing, whatever it is. Uh, what's funny, though, is it did the, like, our... Like beer websites do here, where it comes up with are you? Oh, I went to old. this one, yeah. But I like that it was are you sixteen yara? Because <laughs> like, yeah. you can be younger, you can be younger and look at beer on the internet over there. Uh, yeah, dude, these are different breweries. But this is a German brewer, though. All right, they are because I mean, I mean, one though. Well, here's some English, but the opening things were all in German, and it was asking me to accept or decline something, and I wasn't sure which one was which, so (laughs) I just had to guess. Uh, Yeah, so this is, so so it is on the banks of the river Isar between Munich and Landshut, surrounded by hills in beautiful Upper Bavaria. So this is this is a Bavarian brew here. That's good. Yeah, well, I mean, we're still gonna drink him. We already started the show. Yeah. So there's no turning back. Yeah. But we've just found these these weren't the same. <laughs> That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. You seem defeated. You seem upset. I'm baffled. Why are you baffled? I don't know. I just... You have to look up Hofbrau House freezing, though, to find it. Because if you just search Hofbrau House, you actually get... Hofbrau Munchen. Okay, well, all my research is on them. So. No, that's fine. They're okay. the big ones. They're the big ones, and that's what we agreed upon. This is this is a an in time curveball. We weren't expecting this. Yeah. So, but I want to try that too. It looks good. Yeah, it's gonna be good. It's the Dunkel Dark Lager, Lager beer. But so no, we got we got we got stuff. We got <laughs> stuff. We'll be fine. <laughs> We're gonna move on. We're gonna figure this out. We're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. Let's open one of these, shall we? Shall we? You seem. <laughs> 
<sighs> yeah. This is the most flustered I've ever seen you. You've never seemed flustered before. This one moment. Well, like I have one job and it's to do the research <laughs> and I That's not yeah. I no, really it's it's the job that you do cuz I slack on it every episode. <laughs> Because I, I get so tired from editing that I... <laughs> well, yeah, we got we to gotta share the, the responsibilities. Yeah, no, but you, All right. you did great. Ooh. I know it just is a Lion Coolix can, but I don't know, it's just a nice looking can. The Collaboration Lager, Amber Lager with imported German malts and American hops. Is there any other... Oh, it's on the back of that can. Here we go. Uh, Lion Kugels and Hofbrau Munchen, Germany to Wisconsin. With over 550 years of combined brewing experience, this collaboration between Lion Kugels and Hofbrau Munchen is a blend of German tradition and American ingenuity. Brewed in the spirit of Reinheitsgebot, that is the, the German purity laws we've talked about, Lining Kugel's Collaboration Lager is an amber lager brewed with imported German malts and unique American hops to create a beer that is flavorful, balanced, and refreshing. I'm curious if it's going to taste like an Oktoberfest. I'm curious, too, because it doesn't say Oktoberfest anywhere, but it seems like they released it right now for Oktoberfest was the thing. Let's see. We got 12 fluid ounces. I'm not seeing the other. Oh, the other stats. There it is. 5.4 ABV, so a little lighter. Yeah. Um. And no IBUs again on the can. Well, shall we? Yes. Go ahead. I need a beer after. After what happened? happened? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, prost, my friend. Tastes like an Oktoberfest, actually. A little bit lighter. Yeah. But it actually tastes like an Oktoberfest. Pretty Oktoberfest. close. So I, th- I think it's meant to be a fest beer. Type. I, I think it is, too. Yeah. I wonder why it's not called Oktoberfest. Is it- Maybe because they wanted to still put out their Oktoberfest? Because they did release it. Maybe. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I feel like you can still call it like the collaboration. But I, I, yeah, maybe you just don't want to muddy up the, the advertising. I did notice. It's kind of weird that there's this one with the German brewery. Uh, Deschutes also did a collaboration with uh, Bitburger. Oh, really? Pretty sure it was Bitburger. And it was really weird. That's the fast food chain where you go and everyone is just telling jokes all the time, right? I Bit, believe so. Bitburger. Yeah, Bitburger. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there and I'm like, Jesus, just give like, me my can, fucking I just, food. Enough with the jokes. It's just a lot of <laughs> out-of-work comedians just really... <laughs> You can listen. The burgers are good. They're not good enough to sit through a tight five first, you know. And then, <laughs> plus, no one leaves when the light goes off. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Place never closes on time because everyone's got to end on their best bit. But it was weird because it's a fresh hot beer. They do. They call it Chase and Freshies. Oh, okay. It's where they put Chase and Freshies. Yeah, I didn't name the beer. Like chasing, as in like yeah, like you're chasing. Is freshy? Is that a term for? A young woman, it feels like it is. I don't know why. Chasing freshies sounds... I don't know why it's bothering me. That sounds like some old-timey shit. Yeah, me and a couple of freshies went down to the sock hop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Bitburger. Okay. But it's really strange because it's a, it's a fresh hop. It's an IPA. Hmm. It's really weird that they would release it now. I know because it's the harvest, so it makes sense for a fresh hop beer, but... Right. Why work with a German brewery and not do an Oktoberfest? Yeah. I don't know. I'm confused. I'm co- and and this actually this tastes very Oktoberfest. It's lighter. It's a little lighter. It is. And it's, it's less malty. It's missing the biscuit yes. element for sure. But it's it's got that flavor. But like like you were saying though too, you know this type of lager that is what an Oktoberfest is, right? It's yeah. It's an amber lager. An it's amber just, lager. And so it's like this is just their amber lager. Just like it's just not fully. <laughs> yeah. The other one. 
I think it's just missing. I think it's the Vienna malt is what you get your biscuit flavor from. Yeah, because it's just a, it just says German malt, right? But it's not specific. So they sent us the bad shit. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, it's good. I'm I'm not hating it. No, it's it's all right. It's, it's, it's not going to make the list this the, year. No, the thing is, it's making me want an Oktoberfest because right. it tastes close enough. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's also like for it just being a, a plain old lager. Weirdly, I either want it to be better or worse. You know what I mean? I either want it to taste like an Oktoberfest and be maltier, or I kind of want this to then just be like a Budweiser. Or it something. is. It's it's insanely close. Yes. Yeah. To where it's just over the edge. But not enough. Yeah, I'd rather it just be kind of a light beer now, or you know, you gotta pick one way. <laughs> this is just like fine, you know. Like I don't know. That's only something I have with like lagers in particular, where you have one that's like, oh, this is okay, but sometimes I would rather it just be like a PBR then, right? Just because then those are just those are just cold and shitty and crushable, and who cares? Well, you know a lot I mean? of times you're paying more for these craft lagers, exactly, and then they toe the line so close, and it's they like- don't really dazzle you at all. They don't really have anything new to them. So I, I I tend to now I because of that I tend to not like ever get like just regular lagers if I I'm somewhere special or like at a nice restaurant that has like a good beer list or whatever I never get the lager because I'm like I know it's gonna do nothing for me pretty rarely will I also go that yeah. route just yeah it's like because I'd re- <laughs> what was that throat noises <laughs> just weird it looked like your mouth was closed too but it sounded so so rich. No, it's like because then I'd rather like I'd rather just have a Boston Lager now, to be honest. Yeah, at least you get some some of the hops. Yeah, a little more malt in that yeah. too. All right, I do have a bunch of research on Hofbrauhaus. Yes, not or, so not Hofbrauhaus. Hofbrau München. Yes, which is not Hofbrauhaus, which is the other one that we discovered is not the same. I was so excited too. I think that's why I'm so disappointed. I was like, "Oh man!" No, you were because well, because here it's I guess why you bought that one too is because we Hofbrau München. Or, or was it even them, or was it Hofbrau House? It was Hofbrau House. Oh, so it was already... Yeah. Okay. From the start, I was... That's... Yeah. Because their fest beer was out, and you were excited that we were going to have, like, a German-imported fest beer, but then you literally saw it the other day, now it's gone, and you're like, well, I'll get this one, at least it's the same brewery, but now it's not. It's not. <laughs> they just sound really close and are yeah. positioned very close together. This is also weird because this is, this is the most thrown together our show's ever felt, even though it's never, like, a tight show by any means, but... We usually have at least really picked out what we want to drink with the movie, and we have research about it and whatever. This is, I don't know, we're usually not so uh, uh, thrown off in the first act, if you will. Yeah. Fuck. Let's just, I'm going to move on to the research. Okay. All right. So Hofbrau literally means the Quartz Brewery. Oh, okay. The reason being is that, um, let me see who this gentleman was. Now I just want a show called, like, Brew Court. Brew court. It's about beer crimes, but not serious ones, you know? <laughs> Does it have kind of the um, law and order beginning? Well, see, I was thinking more like a people's court. Oh, okay. But you can take it up with a, a brewery where it's like, no, nah, that wasn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> you can state your case. <laughs> and all the reward is, all they can ever give you back is like the $8 you spent on the beer. Hofbrau House and Platzl. Mm-hmm. It was built by the Duke of Bavaria, William V. Okay. And I can't remember. He may be the one who brought it over, but basically Bavaria had shitty beer. Okay. And he wanted a brewery there. Mm-hmm. So he built one. Yeah. But the beer still kind of sucked, apparently. And they, they brewed what was called brown beer back then. But then uh, his son, Maximilian I, coaxed over a master brewer. Oh, coaxed. 
coaxed over. Sorry. No, you said coaxed over so quick, and I, I couldn't tell if it was a German word or <laughs> coaxed over, coaxed over, <laughs> but coaxed over. Yes, he he enticed him with good pay. There you go <laughs> to uh, to brew for them. So they started actually brewing really good beer then. Oh, okay. But the uh, the Hofbrauhaus and Platzl wasn't even open to the public until 1828. I love when we when we dig into research like this because it reminds me of how frivolous we've always been as a people. Yeah, because like back then, like there was other shit going on, but this this two dukes in a row were like, well, we need good beer. Well, not only that, but the Maximilian also had the brewery change over to wheat beers as one of their focuses. Okay. And then he put a monopoly on it. He made it illegal for anyone else to make the beer. Ah, it's all about who you know. So, yeah. It's all about who you know. Which Grease then, the right palms, you'll come up big in this world. Yeah. And with that, though, like the this funded a lot of that country. This is most of their mm-hmm. money around that time. No, I know in context now of how important like beer became to Bavaria, but it's funny that back when they didn't have it, and then like yeah. the Duke of Bavaria is like, all right, we need a fucking thing. We need something that's ours and sets us apart because holy shit, guys. So yeah, it was 1614 is when they attempted the master brewer in Einbach, Elias Pickler, <laughs> to move to Munich. <laughs> I, was just, I wasn't expecting Which, the name Pickler. Um, Very fun. He actually started what's called Bach beer, which you've probably heard of. I have. I don't. Very popular. It's basically strong beer or stout. Oh, okay. So you kind of pioneered that that one. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So Hofbrau is known a lot for their wire beer, which is the wheat beer, mm-hmm. because they started mm-hmm. brewing it so heavily, which originates in Bohemia. So it wasn't even a Munich thing. Oh, okay. But then in 1516, they because of the purity law, they made it illegal to brew with wheat, except for the two families. Lower Bavaria kept the right to brew wire beer. Duke Maximilian transformed the ban into profitable state monopoly so him and another noble family were the only two that were allowed so this is what i love too is we've kind of just learned some some backdoor knowledge about the german purity laws is because they were it sounds like another reason they created it seems like they were almost invented so two families could specifically skirt them yeah it probably was too honestly that's probably why that's super interesting and then it just stuck around that makes sense now because i i didn't really question it when we first like covered that last year but now oh it makes sense someone created it to give someone else an edge yeah but then over time those purity laws led to then this really great beer industry because everyone had to be so strict about what they were making right and then became these kind of brewers of the world in in oh yeah it kicked off (laughs) modern beer Sorry. No, that's all right. I could have just cut that out, but that was a good one. Mid-sentence, man. So another fun fact mm-hmm. about the beer of Bavaria. It once saved the city. King Gustavus Adolphus of Sweden invaded Bavaria during the Thirty Years' War in 1632. Mm. He threatened to sack and burn the entire city of Munich, but he agreed to leave the city in peace if the citizens surrendered some hostages and 600,000 barrels of beer. That's amazing. That's so good. Yeah. The beer saved the city. Wow. Wow. So Munich can definitely claim that they're a beer town. Absolutely. Yeah. And they say drinking brings you nothing. You know, you can save a whole fucking whole fucking town. That's amazing. Now, are you ready to get a little darker? Because as know. we know in this podcast, there's always a dark oh, side. Oh, yeah. Well, we're dealing with hundreds of years ago. Nothing was good. <laughs> this isn't that long ago. Of course. We're also finding that all the new 
horrible things around Oktoberfest are from the 60s, like the chicken dance. Uh, so a very evil and influential person. From Germany? Yes. Mm. Made some big speeches at the main beer hall there. Mm-hmm. Christoph Waltz. Damn it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is, these are his beer hall days. These are, yeah. obviously, we're talking about... Uh, uh, the great leader. No, <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. So these are Adolf Hitler's early days. He used yes. to just give speeches in beer halls. Yeah. Uh, it says on July 29th, nineteen twenty-one, he was elected Führer of the Nazi Party mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. a meeting at Hofbräuhaus in yes. Platzl. So it was at that. Oh wow. Yeah. Good job, HB. But then during World War II, that particular beer hall did get bombed. And blown up. So, <laughs> is that a good thing? <laughs> it was purged of its evil. Sure, I guess we'll say that. Um, and then it's like I never, you know, every now and then, there's some Hitler jokes on this show. A lot of times, I actually cut them out when we reference, you know, that stuff because it's 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 uh, you know the slow shelf. It's it's easy grabbing jokes, right. you know. Um, it's unfortunate though when you have a. a a company that it uh, that has like a real moment in time with Hitler. <laughs> that's that's not good. It's not because that's why his rise to power was giving those beer hall speeches. Which I mean, I don't know. Can we completely blame them? I mean, there, it was just some dipshit giving speeches oh, no, 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 in a no, no, beer no, no, hall. No, I, I don't blame okay. them. I don't blame. Hoffman. And they didn't know what he was going to become. <laughs> no, 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 no. And at the time, like it, it was coming off of World War One. He was uh, this charismatic leader. They really needed new leadership. He he really rose to power under this guise of like I'm gonna fix what's wrong with the country. Like I I I get it. I don't blame them. Obviously, I don't blame Hofbrau <laughs> Munchen for the Holocaust. I'm just it's just funny when when something has a direct tie to them. When it's like that's that's the German joke to make, right. and then it's like oh, but you guys like like yeah. Literally, his rise to power was in, and you guys, you you guys elected him at your place, at your house, at your house. You, <laughs> you, you named Hitler the Führer at your house. <laughs> like that's not, that's not good. It's not great. It's not great. I'm gonna guess they don't put that anywhere. Yeah, this isn't from it, their website. This is, believe it or not, no, I found this in a different one. <laughs> that'd be that'd be. It would be wild, but also it'd be very upfront of them to be like, "Hey, guys." <laughs> This happened. We did a thing. We're sorry. And much like Germany, they recognize their past and have tried to move forward. Because Germany's good about that. They actually, yeah. they don't, they never try to low key be like, <laughs> Adolf, who? They're not. No, they understand what They're happened. like, listen, we and did some shit. We're going to go the other way. <laughs> they, uh, they've they had some other pretty notable patrons. David One, Hasselhoff? I'm sure. <laughs> no, Amadeus Mozart. Ah. He used to live like right around the corner. So he, be oh. a, he would frequent that bar. Wow. So that's kind of fun. That is fun. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I'd like to have a beer with that guy. Mozart? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, long dead. Um, Also, seemed like a weirdo. I'm sure. He'd be someone, but it wouldn't be fun. I feel like he'd get drunk and then just like lay way too much on you. And you're like, oh, I don't. Yeah, and I bet it would be at a rapid pace. To where I feel like he'd be fun a couple beers in, and then after that, it'd get grim quick. <laughs> You know what I mean? You know those yeah. guys that do that? Oh, absolutely. It's like first the silliness comes out, 
and then and it gets, then it then gets, it gets dark, real. Then, and then you're like, dark. oh, now we're talking about like life stuff, and I'm not drunk enough yet to really be on the same level as you. He's probably he's fairly small too, so he's gonna get drunk really fast. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a little guy, yeah. little guy. So yeah, that's true. And then Sally Airy is gonna be in the corner, just shaking his head, just, just plotting. You'd be like, that guy seems mad at you. Yeah. But you guys also seem like your friends, but he also seems like he hates you a lot. I don't know. And that concludes my knowledge of Amadeus Mozart. <laughs> From the movie Mozart? Yeah. Just, it's or only, Amadeus. It's the only reason I know who Salieri is, is because of the fucking movie, because yes. F. Murray Abraham. Otherwise, no, I never would have. It's also the only reason I know who F. Murray Abraham is, too. That's not true. He's been in other stuff. He's been in other stuff. Yeah. He won an Oscar for that movie, Amadeus. I like that movie. I've never actually seen it in its entirety. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last thing, quick. Yeah. Real quick. The Hofbrau House even has its own parallel currency. Go on, like Hofbrau fun bucks or? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> no, it is. It's just, it's you, you exchange money and you get tokens mm-hmm. and it's for beer. Is it only, is it and usable the, at all the locations or just the one or? Nope. Only in the Hofbrau House and eh, it says associated tavern. So yeah, it sounds like you oh, might okay. be able to. That'd be, be kind of fun, but they don't fluctuate in value. So it's like it's, uh, it's like you know, like a Dave and Buster's or like Top Golf card. You know, oh, you can use it any Top Golf or Dave and Buster's location. That's exactly what it's like. Well, so so HB while also <laughs> electing Hitler Fuhrer, it seems like they may have also invented fun bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So they have that going for <laughs> they them. Got that going for them. Opposite ends of the spectrum for sure. Um. Oh my God! Look how long this intro is. Oh. Uh. Do we have anything else on Hofbrau München? No, they have one of the largest tents at Oktoberfest. That's not really well. They're popular. A big over surprising there. thing. Yeah. Um. I think I know we just grabbed these. Should we crack open actually yeah. one of the other ones? Should we try a Hofbrau's? And I have just brief information on them. I just looked up. While you were taking a whiz, here's the bottle opener. There you go. Um, the biggest thing, so they're in the town of uh, Freising, or Freising, I guess I'm not entirely sure of the pronunciation, uh, but the hops were grown in the... Ho- oh, sorry, yeah, do that. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that was better. Ooh. That's pretty good, actually. It is. That's pretty tasty. It's got a weird aftertaste. Kind of a weird little lingering yeah. mustiness, I'm going to say. I could see that. Probably something to do with the wheat. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I, I wouldn't. could also have something to do with the fact that this came from Germany, so it had uh, a trip ahead of it. Long, long trip, yeah. Uh... So yeah, half brahas freezing, and you can see it on the bottle here. Oh yeah, which I I guess I didn't read the bottle. They don't have much on here. Uh, what the fuck? Do you, do you see this, Dustin? <laughs> do you see this shit? You already know what I'm I knew upset it. Yeah, about. I was waiting. I have never been so angry on this fucking show. Eleven point two fluid ounces. It's not even an even number. No. Why? What? The, why? Why would you do that to me? Germans, man. Ah. 5.2% ABV. Ah. 11.2. What a fucking scam. 
You know? Yeah. I'm paying for at least 12. Yeah. I, I tolerate the above here, but you know 12 is my, my constant. 12 is my safe zone. 11.2? It's a, it's a damn shame, really. I'm disgusted, and frankly... I may just, I may have to, through crafty editing, excise this entire beer <laughs> from the show. I am now going to censor the, the name of the house. going for, it's just going to be beeps Bleep now. it out, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, ugh. It says in the bottle here, too, but they, this is interesting. They were established in 1160. Whoa. That's a long fucking time ago. That's a thousand years ago. Doesn't that blow your mind? Over a thousand years ago, right? Less than a thousand years ago. Hold on. <laughs> it's not quite a thousand years. Less. It's less than a yeah. thousand. <laughs> uh, but yeah, before before the year 1160, Bishop Albert I of Harthausen has Hofbrauhaus beer brewed on the Domburg in Freising for the first time. I don't know what the Domburg is, but they were the first ones to brew this this beer. So they've been around that long. The uh, under Prince Bishop Veit Adam, a new brewery was built in 1620, and part of it forms today's Dom Gymnasium. So it's where people who like whip people, <laughs> right? Go. Yeah, the, the Dom Gymnasium. Yeah, it's, you get a membership. Yeah, it's to just, do Dom things. Yeah, it's just a lot of people in leather calling the treadmills, you know, tiny bitches. <laughs> that kind of makes sense in Germany, though. <laughs> yeah. Right, going down to the jo- the Dom gym. And- yeah, or it's a bunch of guys pretending to be Dominic Toretto from the <laughs> Fast and Furious movies. Your family, bro. Your family. It just says above it when you're here, your family, <laughs> and they got sued by Olive Garden. <laughs> um, yeah, and then they had some other shit. That's they work I- out a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> All the treadmills stop if you go a quarter mile. <laughs> you can't really get a good workout on it because they stop at a quarter mile. But you can because each one has a NOS button you can hit. <laughs> Which then you got to run really Yo. fucking fast. You really got a truck. <laughs> oh. oh, They only have VCRs. <laughs> yeah. This this gym was funded by stolen DVD players. <laughs> Isn't it VCR in the first no, one? No, it's, or is it's it DVD? DVDs because okay. DVDs were new. Okay. So that was back when they were expensive yeah. and the thing worthy of stealing. It's just a big sign that says no Blu-rays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ooh. boy. Well, Dustin, we did it. We broke our record for longest intro. I'm not sure what it'll be whittled down to, but this is our longest intro we've ever done. Good. We did it. Because this is the weirdest episode. This is a weird episode. We're thrown. This is a weird movie. And here's the thing. We don't have we don't have any other information we have to cover after the movie. So, right. So, so it don't is, worry. It's okay. We're not going to go super But it also, this fits in line because these beers gave us some psychological damage. Yeah. And this movie's all about dealing with your psychological trauma. Yeah. You know? So let's dig into the 2020... <laughs> Shark psychological drama from the depths. Ah! 
Oh my God, are you okay? What happened? What did you see? I saw a shark in the window. It was swimming towards you, moving through the air like water. Am I going crazy? From the depths. De- depths. Depths. It's a weird word to try to say every part of. Yeah. From the depths. If you really enunciate it's, it. It's, it comes out weird and wrong. Depths. Depths. Road. Uh, just sounds like you have a subtle lisp. Yeah, it does a little bit. Depths. A little bit. Because I, I, depths, that sounds fine, but depths. Yeah. It's... <laughs> what a bad show we do. All right. <laughs> from, from the depths. Uh... From last year, 2020, hot off the presses. Uh, it's I just noticed it's rated TV 14, so clearly some sort of either direct-to-video or streaming or sci-fi channel or some shit like that. It does say movie in the credits. All of his other credits are TV movie. Oh, sorry, in the, like the IMDb credits? Yeah. Or, oh, okay. When I went through his... It would be weird if the movie's credits said, this is a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, for real. Hey, please just re- please notice this is a movie. Please, yeah. Directed, written, and directed by Jose uh, Montesinos, is I'm assuming how it's pronounced. That's, yeah, that's why I read it. Is my guess. Um, starring Angelica Briones or Briones, uh, Tara Lyons, Marissa Godinez, and Liz Fenning and Taylor Jorgensen and Flea Cullum, who I didn't notice they were credited in the opening credits says and F- Flea Cullum as Brody. That's, uh, the dog. that's a fucking dog. The dog got in the opening credits. Yeah. And here's the thing. I don't want to I don't want to dog this dog. I've but seen better. It just sat there. It didn't do any dog acting stuff. It was just it just stayed, you know? So like why put that in the opening credits? He did nothing. He did nothing. He stared. He yeah. stared off and did nothing. Uh, but the the premise of this movie, this is not a shark attack movie. This is a movie about someone dealing with the trauma of a shark attack. And then it goes into some weird psychological kind of thriller arenas. Um, and then has um, a very stupid ending that you start seeing coming, but yeah. a, but a very dumb way to end this movie. Uh, just to do the base kind of review like Before we do. Before we do that, oh. can I read you the tagline? Yes, please. Okay. Just when you thought it was safe to stay home. Oh, that's a play on, on the tagline of Jaws 2, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, yeah. which also is a play... Well, ours is a play on that. The first episode of Sharktoberfest 2, where I said just when you thought it was safe to listen to podcasts, that's what I was playing off of. So this show is just as clever (laughs) as this fucking movie. How do we even tackle this one? Because here's the problem. Watching it the whole time, I was taking notes and invested. Once you get to the ending, it like undoes the whole movie. And it's hard to not view it through that lens. So I think we really need to just do this through a linear fashion yeah and not like not get ahead at all we need to just tell the movie but for as as the the base review as i do this weird hand movement at you but the <laughs> doing it back i love and hate this show <laughs> um, uh base review thoughts your vague spoiler free thoughts of from the depth <laughs> This movie feels like it should have been shown on Lifetime. 
Mm. Yeah, it feels it, from from the storyline to the way it was shot. Yeah. Yeah, the whole movie takes place in like one house, basically. And even the scenes that aren't supposed to be in the same house are clearly shot in the right. same house. Another we'll room that yeah, as yeah. we go. Yeah, right. <laughs> the therapist's office is in that house. They use some of the same chairs. <laughs> um Yeah, it, it here it's weird too because the director is trying to be very clever with his shots. He's trying to do something clever. It, it's it's for what it is. It's competently made, not well made. It's competently made. It's very basic lighting, camera work, blah blah blah. But it it doesn't look like absolute trash like some of these do. Like you know, if you take like Shark and Saw, Women's Prison Massacre, where it's like that's just they shot what they had. You know what I mean? Everything's yeah, evenly there's, lit. There's either, no angles or like yeah. There's no attempt to be creative. It's just get the shots in. Yeah, this one someone was trying to make a movie. It's it's still very film student y because like as I was watching, I'm like, oh yeah, this is that's how you'd set up the lighting for that shot. It would be better if you had moodier lighting, but that takes time. And when you're making a movie like this, you don't have time. Yeah, you know what I mean. It does seem on seem like someone who has a middle of the road knowledge of filmmaking. Yes, yes, and and this guy he's directed some other things. Um, he did me, another shark movie. I can't he, remember the name. of he it. He did a couple of shark movies, my friend. Uh, a couple yes 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 here let me just read his his filmography killer grades my terrorized teen from the depths secrets in the snow surrounded which it looks like is also the alternate title is frenzy and that is a shark movie yep blood brothers which also looks like the alternate title is psycho brother-in-law <laughs> See again, lifetime movies. These are like lifetime movie titles. These, these are all TV movies that he's done. Uh, Five Headed Shark Attack. Oh, I forgot about that one. He did that one, which in this movie, Six Headed Shark Attack is referenced hmm. by title name. We'll get. Well, I'll get into that later. Uh, he also did a movie called. This is my favorite one, Sinister Minister. I and <laughs> I believe the lead is in that movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you're absolutely right. She is two of the actors. The the therapist is too. Okay. So he's got his own little uh, his little ensemble, his own little. Uh, Which also kind of baffles me, and we can talk about when we get into the storyline <laughs> a little bit. He also has Dreamhouse Nightmare, Nightmare Wedding. This one I like. This is clearly a joke, but he did two shorts, and it's called Sens- Sensitive Seventies Turtleneck Tough Guys. And that, I think that's what kind of got him noticed from what I was reading. Oh really? You found information on him? I guess I didn't really. I just I read the very baseline as little as I could, so okay. I wasn't going to dig too deep. But okay, he also has a movie called American Brawler, Bert colon the Emotion Picture, and Barely Legal, uh, Owned is what it's called. And then movie this one doesn't even have a picture; it's a short, but it's called Laser Lust. Which yeah. Yes, please. Can I check that one out? What's Laser Lust about? Is it about someone who fucks lasers? Because I've never seen that before. A sci-fi action comedy where several people... This is so boring. A sci-fi action comedy where several people fight to get their hands on a mysterious laser gun. What a, what a horrible synopsis for that. He's also an actor and he's been in some other shark movies too. Oh. He was in uh, one of the... Uh, well, he's in a movie. He plays the character of Knife Guy in Arctic Apocalypse. But he's in Alien Convergence, was one of the Alien ripoffs of recent years. Um, but yeah, he was in uh, Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus. So this he's got some shark movie credentials. All right, should we dig into this fucking movie? Well, we have literally nothing else we have to do, so we should. <laughs> <laughs> 
So from the depths, it's also, it starts with ominous music and stuff. And I love right away the first credit you see is a baby llama picture. <laughs> I noticed that too. <laughs> Which I'm like, and I was like, are you guys trying to blame a baby llama for this shit show? Like, what's happening? <laughs> it's like, yeah, like there's people who, if they're they wanted to diss on a movie they directed, that it would say directed by Alan Smithy. Oh, really? Yeah. So Alan Smithy, he's credited with a lot of bad movies. He's not a real person. It's a pseudonym people started using for movies they wanted to disown. So if you saw directed by Alan Smithy, it means the director left the project out of anger. That's so awesome. So that's what that means. So it'd be great if the new version of Alan Smithy was... The new scapegoat was a baby llama. (laughs) And it's weird. It's a scapegoat. It's a llama. Yeah. But... No, I just, that's the problem with naming your production company like a silly name. Cause now you're making a serious movie and it's like, uh, a baby llama production. <laughs> it's like, it, right, it's away, like, right away, it just makes me be like, oh, come on. I did not enjoy the opening music. It was overly what? aggressive and not. Aggressive and, yeah. Uh, I, I liked the opening credits shots because those are clearly uh, footage they bought. Yes, all, they paid good money for that stock footage. It was good stock footage of oceans, and like there was a really. It starts with this really great overhead shot that they clearly did not shoot themselves, because you can tell when it switches to the footage they shot. Yes, because it goes to the Lifetime movie, like I discussed. Well, it's shot on video. This is shot on on like HD video. Yeah, not on film, not on like a red camera or anything like that, where it's like that really crisp, great digital image. This is this is. You know, like a fucking SD card movie. You know, this is this is a uh, not too far off from mild camera of like the 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 fucking mini DV HD cameras where you literally had tiny video cassettes you put in there and they captured your digital image. Like that's what this looks like. Yes, it's that. Again, it's competently made. I there, I saw no actual flaws in the filmmaking. He knows how to put together a movie piece by piece. No, because you can see from the way it's shot. The way it's shot, it's competently edited. Um, I mean, even moments where I wasn't even focused on the filmmaking, just focused on how batshit the movie was. You know, like something like Shark and Saw. <laughs> that movie, the whole time, you're just like, these scenes look like shit, where it's just two people standing in a in a doorway with yeah. flat lighting and flat shot. This There's movie, no setup at no, all. Yeah. This movie was trying to do something. I give it that credit. This movie was trying to do something, you know? Yeah. A, a plucky little it movie. It wanted to be an indie darling. It just wasn't going to happen. Yeah, but it was making a shark movie without sharks, you know? Um, yeah. It was It was bold. It's Yeah, no, it's a very original idea. Sure. I don't think we're going to find a whole lot of... What? Well, no, there's multiple things that they ripped off from other movies in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that aren't shark movies, though. They're not just Jaws ripoffs, though. I'll say that. Okay. The movies they chose to rip off were interesting rip-off choices. We'll get into that. So this movie, it's about a girl named Liz. The movie starts with her um, in an ocean, and then a shark is nearby, and she gets pulled under, and then she wakes up. And uh, and then it goes to... Does it... Right after that, then her... She's sitting on her couch, and she hears... Oh, yeah. These strange noises that she's confused by if it's her phone or computer. She's hearing like some boom. And I boom. feel like you would know if your phone and or computer made those noises, but you maybe know, not. You know, but I appreciate the visual storytelling of having her. She holds up her computer and listens to it. And she's like, well, that's not it. And then this is one of my favorite early shark reveals in a movie. Mm-hmm. Do they do it right away? That Right early? away in the hallway. Yes. Okay. So then... What, I thought it was. I thought it took a little bit before it got to that. I thought first it was just the dream, and she talked about it. I don't think so. I have a note. Saying, okay, 
Well, here's the thing. So we'll just do it. She has visions of sharks. So clearly something happened with a shark and she remembers it. And it happened several times where she just turns around in her hallway and there's a great white floating in the hallway and like lunges at her, which is funny because we talked about House Shark, which I guess also exists we, in the movie, but I think it's a joke movie. Yeah. Um, we did last year. Yeah. We were going to talk about House we Shark. We were going to write, shoot, and direct House Shark. But again, this isn't House Shark. It's a mind shark. Ooh. This is a level deeper than we thought we could go. You thought you were safe in your house? Are you even safe in your mind from sharks? That's how deadly sharks are. They get in your brain. What a high concept. Oh. Yeah. An animal that kills people a lot of times because they think they're seals. <laughs> the, <laughs> the smartest prey of the smartest predator of all time. Um I also love too. She opens up a on her computer. She opens up a file called like like dive trip vacation pictures. There's four pictures in. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't get very far into the picture taking process. It's, it's clearly the four they created for the shoot. But she opens it up and then looks at them. There's other people in them. So because it takes a long time before the where she actually reveals what happened. But something happened. There's the other two people there. We don't even know who they are for most of it. Um. Yeah, it takes a little too long for us to figure out yeah. what her trauma is. We know it's a shark, but... Yeah, I wish there was, had been just a blunt explanation a little earlier. Like, especially if you're using the... Because then right after that first scene, then she's with her therapist. Like right, if you're, and the, which she, is the perfect time exactly. to let us know what's she, going on. She continually revisits the therapist, and that's like the perfect way to just dump exposition. Yeah. But they actually never use it for exposition no, scenes. No, they want to dole out the information so slowly. Mm-hmm. They're trying to build this tension with that, which is not the way to do it. It's 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 they're on the right track though. You know what I mean? Like I like that they they kept like keep some secrets. No, I think we should know. But I need to know who the fuck these people are. Who they are, and then we can slowly see what happened. Exactly, because we don't know who the people in the pictures are. And then <sighs> to jump ahead, eventually she starts having visions of these dead people, and they reveal who they were. But it's like you're like forty minutes into the movie, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was her sister. Tell me your sister and your boyfriend died on this diving trip. Tell yeah. me that. It's a very quick, easy line to let Give us know what's to, going on. The other secrets that get revealed, hold on to that. Hold on to those when they're they're you know, like dramatic, when they you know, when they work for the, yeah, those the are narrative. The, those are the things you slowly yes. dole out to us. Yes. But let me know who the fuck is who, first off. Because it doesn't do that for a long time. So I spent a long time being like, who what happened? And who are these people? Because she has, she goes to this therapist and she, she talks about this attack that happened, and she has, she can't get back in the water. She doesn't sleep anymore because she has these shark dreams all the time. She's seeing visions of sharks in her fucking hallway, um, and then she's she's dating someone too. What's what's her name? Uh, Roberta. Roberta. Um, and when she first calls her, they talk like they're just buddies. I thought it was like a, a friend of hers. They feel like buddies throughout the whole movie. They do for it being this like romantic relationship, and I think this is really where it's written by a guy who's who doesn't know how to write a lesbian relationship. <laughs> like, I mean, he does he doesn't know how to write, he writes them like they're just female friends. He doesn't really write yes. them like they're an intimate couple. Well, that and the, the two actresses have zero chemistry together. They don't have a lot of chemistry. The lead actress, um, she's I mean, she's trying her best. It's her her performance is kind of it's all over the place for me. Well, the the movie's all over the place too because it can't decide if it wants to every scene to be super dramatic or if it wants to be funny at some point, and it doesn't they, know it doesn't know how to balance comedy and tension and 
I'm trying to not jump ahead too much because we said we were going to try to go linear. Let's we'll stick with that. We'll stick with that. So hold on to that thought of why it, it's having trouble balancing comedy and like drama and horror or whatever. Because I'll I'll I will reveal that with one of the things they're ripping off <laughs> that they don't know how to do properly. Um, also, and I might know what you're thinking. I what think, movie? I bet you do. I got a feeling. Um, also, the therapist uh, is an awful therapist. She is the she's, absolute worst. She's a terrible therapist. The things she wants to talk about and the way she prods about certain things and like, yeah, kind of like digs at her a little bit. Well, she's constantly like, "Well, we don't gotta talk about that." Or at one point, she's like, "You know, well, since the the, the since the incident, there's literally a since the incident like moment, which is like a joke to me now of being like, I've never done that since the incident." <laughs> But, you know, it's yeah. a, it's kind of a joke now. But she was like, you know, since the, you know, since the incident. And the therapist goes like, oh, the what? Oh, yeah, the diving trip where you got attacked by a shark and two people you knew and loved died. And she's like, oh, what? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Even, even a shitty therapist remembers the main reason you're here. I've had a yeah. good therapist. I've had a really bad therapist. They both at least knew why I was there. <laughs> they acknowledged the main reason you showed both, up. Both of them. Both of them knew why Logan was there. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't what, think you forget what that. I was, what I was unpacking. They they at least wrote it down somewhere. <laughs> well, she gets worse and worse as she, the movie goes on. My writing about how bad the therapist is gets bigger and more underlined. Yep. And it's just, she's the worst therapist of all time. It's been a year now. A year? Since the attack? Yes. Of course. Um, how do you feel about that? Shitty, obviously. Right. All of the dialogue, too, between Liz and Roberta, it's all meant to be, like, quirky and fun, and, like, they're meant to be funny and clever. But since the acting isn't like good enough and natural enough, it feels so scripted. Of so like, I wrote a clever script. Didn't All the I? lines are so scripted, it, and I hate the slang they use. Yes, yes, it's so bad. This is no very, one. No one speaks like that. This is very like. Um, do you remember like after Juno when people were trying to make movies like that, where like, yeah, yeah they wanted that quirkiness, but they everyone sounds like a quirky teen, yeah. but they're all adults, kind of, you know. But this is one. This is also fucking what fifteen years after that. Yeah, and then, and yeah, it's just every dialogue scene, especially between the two of them flirting. Their flirting dialogue is so bad because when they first are hanging out too, I didn't real, I still did not know they were a couple until Roberta comes over and just like kisses her, and I'm like, oh, no idea this was romantic this whole time. I thought you were just pals because it, it's how you seemed. It feels like yeah, very disconnected, just. She's there to like help her through her troubled yeah. time. You seem like buddies the whole time. And Roberta only shows up at Liz's place to just make her dinner yeah. and try to make it feel better. And like the whole time I was I was like, Roberta, like, you deserve better. Well, do you notice only one of them always has a plate of food? I didn't notice that. Yeah, like Roberta doesn't eat. Well And then the one time when Liz cooks, Roberta eats, but Liz doesn't have a plate. It's fucking oh, weird. Okay. Uh they only took the time to dress one plate. That's just that's just lazy prop <laughs> yeah. making is what that is. But then basically it's just going back and forth, honestly, between Liz and Roberta scenes and therapist scenes, increasing visions of the shark. She just has more dreams that are the yeah, they sometimes keep, the they same keep footage. The, the dream expanding. Mm -hmm. More things keep happening in the dream. Yeah, like the shark gets bigger. Um 
like an early version of the dream, she gets dragged underwater. Then later she actually feels her leg get severed and it's missing. Like more stuff's happening to her. And then the real increase that happens is that, or I guess the real uh, uh, um, escalation. Escalation. Yes. Thank you. Uh, is then one of the people from the picture. So again, at this point, we don't know who the fuck they are. Is there? Which is so dumb. So dumb. Because that's the thing. I didn't know who this person was. Well, because she has a picture of these two people on her bedside too. Yes. So we know they're very prominent in her they're life. Important but people. Are they her best friends? We, we don't, don't know. know. We don't. E- still, we don't even know what happened in the accident. She doesn't actually tell the story of what happened at the accident until thirty-eight minutes in is when she finally says, here's what happened. That's a long time to just yes. not know what the fuck is going on. Yes, and even before that happens is when we get to this point where one of the people in the picture now shows up, but as like a zombie form, and it's- is very clever and very witty and very like, I'm dead and it sucks, blah, blah. Very much a ripoff of American, American Werewolf, Werewolf in London. London. I knew Good it. Good lord. Once, it. It, once that's, I was not expecting that. Because I because this was a movie we were it wasn't on our original list and we watched the trailer for it and we're like a shark psychological thriller we may need to just it's a whole different yeah, flavor. No, I assumed she was going to be haunted by I, the I, memories of these people. I thought the whole time I wasn't expecting a full on American Werewolf in London. Yeah. Oh, here's my I'm having visions of my dead friend. Okay, Liz, enough. What is up? You are dead. Am I? <laughs> Of course I am. I'm dead as Daffy and Duck season. What what are you doing here, Peyton? Well, I wanted to see you. I mean, you look like shit. All that lack of sleep. Thank you. Hey, what are older sisters for, huh? It's her sister, which we didn't know. N- never was it revealed that like when she's in therapy either to be like, oh, I my sister died. Died. Doesn't she say something like, come on, sis, and that's how it like, gives a it lot, away? There's a lot of, hey, sis. Yeah. Well, sis, sis. It's a lot of that shit, which is how uh, no one talks, but people always write them as that to just show like- Isn't hey, that a funny thing? Listen, bro. When certain people do movies, they- Yes. That was the thing that happened a lot like at film school. You'd get it a lot in like indie scripts. Like People would do it in the screenwriting classes, and I always felt like I never wanted to be the dick, but I always be like, hey, don't- like, Calling him sis, like, do you do that with your sister? Do you ever call your sister sis? Hey, sis. Like, no. No, it's always everyone copying the one person who decided to do that, and they can't well, let it go. I don't I don't know. It's an easy, lazy way to show relationship. That makes sense. You know? It's like when a character will out of nowhere just be like, listen, we've been best friends for like 15 years. And you're like, who? Like, no one says that. <laughs> no, I've never once said that no to one, any of my friends. No one says that to our. Never once we've been hanging out have we just said how long we've been friends. We've said it on this show for context for others. Yes. Which is much like a movie but to be like, just Hi. to each other. Yeah. I've never once been like, listen, Dustin, you and I, we've been good friends since high school. <laughs> Would you like some pizza? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's never. It's yeah. a follow <laughs> Because it's always it's always something trivial afterwards. I may start now, honestly. Oh, this is a new game. I think we're it gonna play. Does sound kind of fun. <laughs> it sounds fun to do this. I'm gonna time. do it in text message form too. I want you to know that. <laughs> As a separate text, be like, "Hey, man, listen. I know we've been friends. <laughs> listen, Logan. I know we met in our class, but are you busy Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> like, make it sound way too dramatic." <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, okay. Yep. Nope. I've changed my mind. It's a really great game to play on people. <laughs> and yeah, I'm going to start doing that too to people. Not great in movies though. Not great in movies. It's pointless. There's it's, a there's it's, it's better in real life than it is in a movie. Yes. There's better ways to just show family. You don't need to have them in dialogue. Be like, hey, sis. Like, No, you can be more clever. You can show a picture of the two in high school. Well, you can also have like... um. I know other movies have done it where have the two characters then kind of talk about like, hey, did you get a weird call from dad the other day? Like, yeah, I did. Like right there, then we know their relationship and it's not about that. It's not about establishing their relationship. It's about something else. Yes. It's it's driving story from a different point of view. But it tells us a story as exactly. well. Like exactly. Exactly. Yes. But this, hi, I'm, I'm your sister. And it's like, we also didn't know. So that was, I was thrown off and they didn't say that right away. I'm just like, oh, one of her friends is here. No, one the, of those dead friends. Go shows up and wants uh, some kind of ice cream. Uh, uh, coffee creamer. Coffee creamer. She there's a specific type of coffee creamer she wants because, whatever. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's it's all it, it's hard because I was kind of fascinated by this movie. Every scene is just torture. The dialogue is awful. Um, it's the delivery of the, delivery. the dialogue, just as awful. They're given their best. The girl who plays zombie Peyton. Um, the sister, she's doing her best. the The part is obnoxious. The dialogue's written obnoxiously. I think she's actually doing a good job with it. Okay, it just shouldn't be written that way for this movie, if that makes sense. Because it is trying to be like too like I'm I'm the jokey, I'm like I'm like your your jokey BFF, but I'm your dead zombie sister who we find out later was actually fucking Liz's boyfriend Seth, who's the worst zombie ghost person. Yeah, he has no charisma at all. No, um, but she found that out, and then in her speech about what happened, at the, she got attacked by a shark. Seth got pulled under by a shark, and then she's worried that when Liz was trying, or her sister Peyton was reaching for her, Liz hesitated, and that got Peyton pulled down and killed too. Because deep down, Liz probably wanted them to die because they were they were screwing around behind her back. A lot of plot gets dropped halfway through this movie. Yeah. Because this is an 85-minute movie. It's not even the full 90. No, it's really short. And then, yeah, they, they like... But it's 40 minutes in that actually the movie tells us what they, the they, movie's about. They slow play it, and then they're just like... <laughs> a little too slow. All at once. Yeah. Because that in that bit, like a lot gets dropped. In that like 10 minutes from when, when Dead Peyton first shows up, and then she, Liz finally tells... Roberta like what happened and then Seth shows up in zombie form too like so much story is dropped in that chunk of time because then after that it's a lot of milling about it's again. about the same about yeah we, we see the ghost occasionally well, since, well and then the ghosts too they keep telling her you need to cut Roberta out they hate Roberta and we don't know why yeah it's weird they're both just like no you gotta cut her out and then Liz is like so I need to break up with her and then they're like no not break up with her you need to cut her out and then there's more vision of the shark. We get, here are the different types of shark. We get, we get, we get water shark. We get hall shark. We get shark in a puddle who bursts <laughs> yeah. from the puddle and in her mind attacks a gardener who she just accosts on the street. Just He's out there leaf blown. He's just doing his fucking job. And she's like, I'm having a headache. I haven't slept well. And like has this whole big speech, which then she talks about afterwards. But like. And he's just, and he's just like he's like I gotta do my job. He's like job. I, I just gotta keep doing I'm, it. I was hired to do this. I'm not I'm not gonna leave. Yeah, sorry, sorry. This is L.A. Everyone comes out here and says I'm meditating. Don't leaf blow. Yeah, Every, everyone's this, doing it. You're the third one today. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna level with you. Sorry, I don't care. <laughs> but she's a shark in a puddle. And she sees it. 
oh, she sees it burst from the puddle and bite off his arm. And like that makes her feel better, but it didn't actually happen. Yeah, so we see a little bit of a malicious side to her right there. Yeah. Which, which I, was, I don't know, maybe on purpose? I was hoping was going to develop. That's the thing. This, this movie has a few things hanging that could have been, I think, more interesting movies that it didn't yeah. do. But we get, so like I said, Hall Shark, Puddle Shark. We get a uh, closet shark. I really enjoyed closet shark. Closet shark was why she opened up her her, <laughs> her closet, and not only is it just not like, like a quick like bob, like you see it sitting there and like wah, and it's the same. It's the same model of the, the shark. It was actually the same shark they cast in Forty Seven Meters Down because it moves so slow. It does look like it. It's a slow hallway shark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, yeah, we get pool shark. We get window shark. Mm. Window shark happens. That was my second favorite. Window shark's a good one. You see that floating behind the therapist and she screams and she's like, I saw a shark behind the window behind you. Her performance is so wild. Okay. She's so crazy eyed and distraught, but she's not good to, like, she's not good at doing either emotion that well. I, I thoroughly did not enjoy her performance. Oh, no, no, I, I, no, I was, I was, I, I hated her performance. She was trying to. I I only give her credit. Cause she was trying her best, and it was better than the you know the fucking the clearly like either you know the out out of work porn actress acting of like shark and so you know what I mean that that kind of shit that's just like yes. I got cast because I look good in a bikini and I'm willing to wear it on camera, which a lot of these movies have, a lot of shark movies have. Very true. And indie horror there movies is, have. There is an attempt. Yes, she's. She's an actress. There's an effort. She's there. probably been in some good plays, I bet. But film acting's a whole new beast, especially when it's a quick, like quickly made indie film. Oh thing. yeah, because they don't have a lot of time. No, no, no. You got to. It's run, they it's run to and gun, baby. You in and out of that Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> Where they're shooting the whole movie. Yes. Yeah. Because it's because the the it was when I realized it was after the first therapist scene actually, and I noticed first off that they're sitting way too close together. And it's like a full room, but like the therapist and Liz are like, their chairs are like facing each other and right next to each other. And I'm like, listen, I've been to therapy. I'm a proponent of therapy. You know, I, I support therapy. Um, I wouldn't if they sat six <laughs> inches from you. I would say, no, don't go to therapy. It's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> no, they usually like, they also like some distance because they don't want you to grab them. It's good to have space. Yeah. It's going to make you feel a little more comfortable. No therapist sits on your fucking lap. Like they're across a room for for good reason. You generally don't walk in the room with one couch and they're like, pull up a yeah, seat, bud. Come on, buddy. Come on over here. Yeah, no, that's a good point. They don't do that. <laughs> they don't do There's that. There's usually several pieces of furniture. You, you pick, pick one, yes. I'll be in the other because we won't be sitting next to each other because it's weird. Um, but I, I noticed in that, though, the therapist, the chair she's sitting in, it's the clear like glass or plastic chairs that are in the dining room of Liz's house. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. I noticed Very it nice. right away because I noticed they were in different types of chairs. And then I realized that type of chair is in the living room or in, in the in the dining room of Liz's house. I'm like, oh, that's a spare bedroom. We only see the living room and the bedroom in Liz's house. So, And there's clearly multiple bedrooms. Yep. So I think the room she actually, when she's searching for hallway shark and searching for the beeping, there's a room she almost opens but doesn't. I bet that's, that's the therapist's therapist office. Room, yeah. Because you could see light come from there. It looked like a pretty bright room. And the therapist room was pretty right. had a lot of sun coming it into did. it. It did. So I think that's the therapist's office is in the bedroom we didn't open. <laughs> I like I like, I like like doing the forensic analysis of how they shot these these bad movies. But then we keep having these in, increasing of, the, of the, the violence that the sharks commit. She also has a vision of the shark 
killing Roberta in the pool because Roberta's trying to get her to come into the pool. Um, and then we also have increasing of of Peyton and Seth, the zombie friends, yes. of and them showing up and like being aggressive towards her. And we mentioned increasingly bad therapist sessions. Fuck me. Towards the end, she gets like really aggressive about her getting in the pool. And she's like, just do it. And then she's on the phone with her at some point, and Liz is like, I just really don't want to do pills. And the therapist is like, fine. Yeah, right? And I'm like, no, 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 no. That is not like, that's not what therapists do. No. Not a good one. No. This is a horrible therapist. That tells you it's a really bad one if they're just pushing the pills. This is a a Craigslist therapist that you got here because she does, well, all of her questions are bad. She's constantly baffled by what, because even the one point when, when Liz is talking about the visions she has, like the hallucinations, she's, and then, Oh, she's like, and then uh, Peyton just vanished. And then she's like, so like when she just vanished, like <laughs> was she just gone or did like you see her disintegrate? I've always wondered that. And then that was it. She was gone. Just gone. Yep. Did you actually see her vanish or was she just there than not there? Do you mean if I actually saw her disintegrate or something? Well, whatever. Mm, no, she was just there than not. I always wondered about that. When people say that they saw something vanish in front of their eyes, what that really looked like. It's never happened to me. Okay. Anyway, let's talk about something else. I'm like, what a fucking shit therapist. What a whore. And I know that that was the director having their own little joke about when people say that something vanished for their eyes. You know what I mean? I could, I, I could just see the whole process of writing the movie. It makes sense, but it's, that's not the right characters to have that dialogue. No, not Th- at all. That could be a Roberta and Liz thing. Yes. Yeah. If like Roberta was trying to like, uh, like lighten the mood. Yeah. Something really serious happened. She's like, she's like, so when you say this, like, was it that? And then you can get like a joke out of it and haha, like you're actually, but, you're good for me. No, this you is, know? the therapist is the time for you to do your intense scenes. Mm-hmm. And a good therapist, like specifically doesn't talk, at least for me, like for me. I say just, they would listen more. That's what I was going to say. They're going to do a lot more, more listening. Yes. Yeah. And, and not, and not, not be, not be baffled and uh, uh, joyful about the stories you tell them. <laughs> Like that's not a good that's not a good game face. You gotta have a good poker face to be a therapist, you know. <laughs> you can't. Yes, yeah, she seemed. Yeah, her her expressions were. Well, that and just like every question is like, oh my god, what? And it's like, no, this isn't girl talk. Yeah. You're the therapist. Wait, really? You have a job here. What does that even mean? So what did it look like? Like you can't do it that way. But then the, then it becomes clear that the zombie friends that she's having visions of want her to like kill Roberta. It feels like it. It seems like it's heading towards, and then like at one point two, <laughs> she wakes up in the middle of the night, like her and Roberta, like Roberta staying over, and I also just want to say like early on in the movie, like after the after the explanation at thirty eight minutes, I just wrote down uh, Roberta needs to get out of there immediately. She Roberta, here's the thing, Roberta could do so much better because Liz clearly never leaves her house. She. Uh, she only wants dinner made for her. She even at one point just said, just says to Roberta, she's like, so what's for dinner? And it's like, this is your house. And Roberta came over and, and Roberta was talking about her job. So Roberta does something during the day, came home. She's got shit to do. she got a life and she's taking her time to take care of you. Yeah. And then I realized later on as, as things get worse and worse for Liz, like Roberta refuses to leave and it's more yeah. and more there, which is meant to be sweet, but it started being like a real, like, oh, she's got a real Florence Nightingale. But then they made Roberta like kind of extra horny. Wait, she makes it very clear that like they haven't. It's been they've been together for four, four months. months. Yeah, they have not fucked yet because and she brings it up. Like Roberta's kind of like, please 
like I want to have sex with you. Yes. And I'm here to take care of you. And it's it's a it's too it's too needy. It's too it's it like you know the whole relationship is pretty codependent it, from it's both sides. Very unhealthy. Because once I realized too, I'm like, oh, like Roberta's got this like Florence Nightingale thing of like yeah. you know wanting to take. I, I, I need and to take they, care of you. And yeah. they even call it out. Even Liz is like, once I get better, then you're gonna want out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And like you know. Also, by the way, side note of research, I was just curious. I googled Florence Nightingale again. She never had anything with any of her patients. People just started saying that they were jealous. Here's why. You know why they said it? It's because she was the first nurse to do rounds at night. So she went and checked on patients at night with a lantern, which no one was doing. Did she... So everyone started being like, oh, I guess you love people? Did she create her last name then? I don't think so. I think or it was her last name. I think it was her... Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. It would only be more coincidence if her name was Night and Nurse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No, but I just, I just wanted to call out because I was curious. I'm like, because I, I knew right away. I'm like, oh, this is a Florence Nightingale thing. And I'm like... I don't think she actually deserves that that moniker, and she doesn't. She never. She just really. She was just a good fucking nurse in a time without electricity. Why not? <laughs> but yeah, if she's doing the rounds at night and checking on patients, she must be in love with them, or she's a good good at her job. Anyway, that's a little side tangent about uh, Florence Nightingale, who gets a bad rap for no reason for being a, a damn good nurse. Um, my next note I have here is vaping is for bitches. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> so as we go to, at one point early on, Roberta's like, hey, smoke weed with me. And Liz is like, I don't want to. And she doesn't want to take meds. Yes. You Can I talk me. about a scene before that? Talk about whatever you want. She finally tells Roberta her whole story. Mm-hmm. This is before where we're getting to. Yes. Yes. I fucking hated that scene so much. It looked like, it, it sounded like she was reading it off cue cards. The I way mean, she was delivering her lines. I mean, could have been. But this was so much extra worse than anything because it was like, and then I saw a shark. Well, she has to. Re- well, and it attacked my sister. That's and the, it was just that's a big problem with this whole movie because honestly, too, the script it's it's not good. It's better than a lot of the scripts we've dealt with on this show, even movies that had higher budgets. But there's no energy in the delivery. There's no chemistry. The actors don't play off each other. When you, when you want a script like this, that's constantly like people being like witty and clever, they really need to cut each other off. Like you need to be like, you know what I mean? Well, no, yeah, because you can tell everyone's waiting their turn. Everyone's exactly everyone's waiting. And now I say my clever line. Okay, and you said Pause. yours, and now I will also say my next clever line. Like that's that's yeah. Well, there, it's just not natural. There's yeah. nothing natural about the way they deliver their lines. Well, and a lot of things, a lot of times when that happens, it's because they filmed one side of the conversation, and you're miking that side of the conversation, right? Because you're filming it, you have the boom over that one, so you always need a clean take of them delivering it. So the person who's feeding them their lines, they say their line, and then they literally wait. You have to wait a second, so you get a clean read. And then say it again because they knew they weren't going to have the time to like edit it together good, <laughs> which mm. you can do. So that's why it's like it just cuts back and forth. Like, and now the camera's on you. It is your turn for your clever line. Cut. The camera is now on you. It is now time for your clever line. And it makes it feel less clever and just uncomfortable it's, and unnatural even though they're trying to write natural yeah. if you if you shoot and edit naturalized you know quote unquote natural dialogue poorly it immediately feels way more unnatural than like heightened you know theatrical dialogue 
You know what I mean? Does that Absolutely. make sense? Yeah. No, you because you feel it. You just feel, you're just. And the worst it's part like, is you're taken like, out of the scene so yeah. fast. It's like Tarantino ripoffs, like people who tried to write like Tarantino, which I was guilty of when I was in high school. All my scripts were just uh, Tarantino who ripoffs, was you know. But it's like here's people just like, and this movie has a little bit of it, not as much, but like movies that try. I, I feel like Shark and Sod, not to keep going back to that one, but that one I feel like did it too with like the Tracy Lords character of like I'm going to talk about Coke bottles for a minute, and you're like, yeah. why? You know, and other characters kind of go on weird little right. tangents, but you need a really great actor to deliver said lines. Well, not only a great actor, it also has to be directed well. It has to be edited well. That's a big thing. Yeah. For clever dialogue scenes, your editing has to be on point. You can't okay. have you can't have any dead space in there because then no, now then it's awkward. Because and... well, now no one looks clever. Like you said, everyone's waiting to say their right. clever line. You need to have. That's why one of the best things, like like the West Wing, is a great show. Everyone's way too clever in that. Everyone already has their their very hyper specific clever comeback to everything that's ever said. How that movie is, or how that show is edited, is not quickly, but like a lot of like hanging on a person when the other person's talking. Yeah. So they're constantly like, interrupting. Kind of, kind of fast cuts. They talk on top of each other, like in, like a movie from the fifties. Just about that, you know. There's no, there's no fat. The fat has been trimmed out of the dialogue. I know what you're saying. I haven't really seen that show, but I, I can picture yeah. what you mean. And the other thing is too is they do the walk and talks of like, here's just a, here's a shot of us walking one place to the other. It makes it look interesting, and you guys can just rattle off the fucking pages of dialogue I gave you just now. That's why, that's why old movies from like the 50s and 40s, or even the fucking 30s, like that, that 20 year period of movies. A lot of them, even though, like, if you actually break them down visually, it's a lot of just, like, one shots of, like, yeah, wide scenes. wide, yep, wide But shots. it's because the, not only is the dialogue clever, but the actor's like, bam, 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 bam. It's very, very, and, and honestly, Tarantino writes his movies very much that way. The opening scene of Pulp Fiction, he writes the two characters talk very His Girl Friday, which is a movie from the late 30s about working in a newsroom, and the character's like, da-da, 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 da-da. It's nonstop dialogue. No one, no one waits for anything. Yeah, it goes Once so fast. You have to stay interested. Yeah. You got to pay attention. The second your line has a period in it, I'm saying my fucking line. And even when it doesn't feel natural, there's energy there, though. Yeah, this movie is clever line, clever line, <laughs> <laughs> like, and that you lose any sense of cleverness or urgency. Right when that happens. Oh, so what I mentioned, too, is how the director directed Five-Headed Shark Attack at one point when Roberta... Or no, it's when uh, Peyton, the zombie, shows up. And she sits there. She goes, hey, and says to Liz, uh, I hear Six-Headed Shark Attack is playing on sci-fi right now, which is not the one he made. It was the sequel. That's the one he was in, right? I, I don't think he's, he's oh, in okay. it. And then, uh, but then she also says, she says, uh, um, oh, come on. I want to watch bad TV like the old times. I'm like, so this is a movie made by a guy who made one of those, and he's, and he's calling taking them a dig bad. out on. And this is also like a made-for-TV shark movie. This man is self-aware while also not being self-aware. <laughs> is he trying to be like? <laughs> Obviously, Five Head was way better than Six Headed <laughs> yeah. Shark. I wondered that too. Of just yeah. like, uh, once they got to Six Heads, they really went off the rails. <laughs> when his is like the 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 second sequel anyway because i think they did two three they skipped four we talked about this yeah to five and then six headed shark attack i believe is how it went yeah then finally liz and roberta they smoke some weed together <laughs> they dance around a lot i don't yeah i don't think marijuana really does that to a lot of people in fact i know that <laughs> marijuana I does mean, not 
It does if you're already at a place where people are dancing and hanging out and there's music playing. Like if you're in a setting for it. But when you're just sitting there. But let me. Okay, hold on. Yes. Because this is also her first time. First time ever. Yes. She's going to be a fucking zombie. If that even. A lot of times the first time doesn't even get you high. She smoked a lot though. She does. But she doesn't even smoke a lot. Roberta blows it in her face. But we see when they're dancing, she's taking a lot of hits. That's true. And then it's just a little montage of them just dancing on the couch and whatever. That's just my thoughts. I'm like, I don't think so. No, no, I had the same thought to him. I'm like, no one really does this. If anything, you just sit on the couch and laugh and watch something dumb. And like, you know, that's that's what you do. You wouldn't. Let's have a dance party in the house. And if you did, it wouldn't be the, the whole night you hung out. And then they go to bed. And then we find out that Liz slept for 28 hours. <laughs> and then she's right away just like, oh, like first she's like, I want breakfast. And Roberta's Again, like. Again, demanding food. Uh, demanding food. And Roberta's like, I'll make something for you to eat. I just hated this. And then Liz is like, I'll start with you. And I'm like, okay. All right. And then that's, and this is their first time having sex. To be that vulgar this about is the, the lead like, up. Hey, to, let's finally yeah. take this step in our relationship. I'm going to eat you out. <laughs> Like okay, little little blunt, little really taking the romance out of it. Well, it's kind of like if you were with, say, Jess or I was with sure. Megan, and the first time I'm like, I'm gonna jackhammer you, or just like <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm gonna jackhammer you. <laughs> but really though, like you know, yeah. Hey, do you want to? I don't know. Do you want maybe come back to my place? And I don't know. Get. Fucked? Like, yeah, yeah, you can't. Yeah. And then also Roberta then leans in and kisses her. And it's like, yeah, my fir- my first thought was like, she just slept for 28 hours. Her breath has to be <clears throat> rancid. Yummy. That has to be the worst morning breath of all time. I w- Listen, even if I hadn't had sex in a year and I wanted it more than anything, and a girl woke up after a day of sleeping and was like, come over here, I'd be like, you need to brush your teeth first. <laughs> Take a sip of water. Sorry, you need something. To get, yeah, at the very least, you probably got a piece so bad. Like, do some stuff. For, we'll get to this. Yeah, but you are sweaty and smelly because it's been over a day. And then they have sex, and then they're in bed, and then like they sleep some more. So it's just like, hey, this movie's about the the healing power of weed and fucking like that. Yeah, that was the about. message I got out of it. Because she she goes back to therapy. In fact, therapy she hasn't. She hasn't a shark vision in two and a half weeks. It also means like she missed a week of therapy because they're always like next week, next week. And she's like, so how long has it been? Two and a half weeks. I'm like, what What happened here? Right. Because she it made it seem like she was going like every week, almost multiple times a week, too. And then she's like, yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I smoke some weed. And the, and the therapist just like, wow, neat. Well, good job. And I'm like, also bad therapist. She's just like, well, you did it. You done cured yourself. I guess you cured yourself with weed and sex. I'll take my money now. You did it. <laughs> And then uh, Liz is back at her house, and she's seems like she's doing okay. And then she, uh, oh, what happens? Then she starts hearing that beeping again. She's yep. like, oh, no, and she's looking for it. But then she doesn't see the shark. There's no hall shark. There's no closet shark. There's no nothing shark. And then she hears a knock at the door, and you hear a voice who's like, there's a pizza, ma'am. And it's so very clearly Peyton that <laughs> doing a deeper yeah. voice <laughs> Sorry to immediately spoil it, because then there's this long thing of her being like, well, I didn't order a pizza. What's the name on the pizza? What is it? She's like, you just open the door. What, what is the name on the pizza? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. What? What's the name on the pizza? I'm like, this is going on for too long. Uh, I don't know. It's a uh, pineapple and ham pizza. I don't remember what they and said. She, but. And then she like texts Roberta, like, did you order a pizza? And she's like, what, just tell me the name. 
babe. Oh, that. She gets so intense about it. For the, it's a short scene, but she gets like really distraught. She's, yeah, <laughs> what's the so name upset. on the pizza? And then she opens it up, and it's Peyton, ghost form Peyton, and she starts like oozing bile out of her mouth, and then she lunges at her, and then in the reverse shot of Liz, a shark. Which clearly like has like it's bursting out of water, but it's above her. Yeah, I don't. It looks like they cut out like digitally cut right. out footage of a shark maybe breaching. I'm not sure what it was. Grabs her, puts her mouth around her, and then we hear the beeping again. Dun dun dun. And then it goes boo. And then Liz is on a on a gurney. She's on a hospital bed. And two surgeons are trying to save her in the time of death, and they take off their masks, and you can tell already. But yeah. it's it's the actresses who played Roberta and the therapist. I think we've done all we can do here. Call it time of death, 11.52 p.m., cause of death, blood loss due to shark bite. Nurse Kwan, make any arrangements? Yes, doctor. She put up a hell of a fight, though. Yeah, she sure did. And then it cuts to this uh, wide shot, which is a very clearly uh, digital surgery room. That was that was the best. I'm like, oh, while wow, you're ending on like the whole time, they actually didn't do a lot of bad like green screen shit. It was like in a real house, real location, and the very and last like, shot, we cannot get into a hospital. You're giving so. me a CG like surgery room, uh, and then the movie's over. And uh, fuck that! It turns out it was a Jacob's ladder the whole time. Sorry to spoil that movie. Um, but uh, is that a reference you got? I'm no. sorry. If, oh, sorry if I. But. It was. It was a lost. Kind of. Yeah, a lost. Sure. Uh, yeah, uh, I was good with Jacob's Ladder, which is a good. Oh, I don't want to spoil this movie. Sorry, spoilers for Jacob's Ladder. Skip ahead thirty seconds if you haven't seen the movie Jacob's Ladder, starring Tim Robbins. It's a good movie, but it's this horror oh, movie. Wait. Is he a vet? Yeah, he's a vet. He's, okay. He's yes. seeing vision, and you hear about him being a vet. Yeah. Um, veteran, not veterinarian. Uh, but you hear him, he has all these visions of like this hellish things and he misses his son or whatever. And then you find out this is all happening to him as he is dying in Vietnam. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, it worked that once. And other movies do it sometimes. Because that movie, it does actually work. It does work in that movie. Well, Jacob's Ladder is a truly upsetting movie. Doesn't Dallas end up being just a dream? A season did. Okay. The season where... Oh, where J.R. got shot. No, no, no. It oh. wasn't that season. People always think that. No, it's the season that they killed off Patrick Duffy, because he killed. they killed Patrick Duffy. Oh, okay. And then he proved to be too popular, and so I think they decided to give him more money, and then they brought him back ah. at the end of the season where he's in the shower. And so it undoes the whole season, but it was not the season J.R. got shot. But like, um, you know, St. Elsewhere was all a, a vision of a boy looking into a snow globe. You know, but it's but but either thing. way, fuck that. But fuck that. Yeah. Once, and I knew it was coming. Here's why I realized it was coming because in her last therapy session, the therapist goes, so Are you ready to go back to work? And she goes, Yeah. Um, it was so long ago. I don't remember what that job was or what I did. And I was like, Okay, this is a Jacob's ladder. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Well, then she's, she's also immediately just okay with going whale diving. Yeah, she's like, I'm gonna go dive. I'm gonna go whale diving with Roberta. I've always wanted to go into dive. You know, ever since that the diving trip, I was pl- I was planning for this diving trip, but that diving trip ruined that. Yeah, and that's I, weed. So now I'm ready to go. I get in the pool every day, and, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, things, which honestly ties into a little bit our discussion on 47 meters down, where we kept being, you know, like almost have the visions of it, of things going too well, and then you have to go back and be like, oh shit, those didn't happen. This did that where it started being like, oh, suddenly things are just solved because she smoked weed and got laid. Right. It was Which, like, just too easy. And here's the thing. Yeah. That'll solve some things for a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Long term. Nah. That is great medicine for a day. 
doesn't change your life. Uh, but no, but she, like that, it was a great thing of like being like, oh, everything's just solved. That's where I started being like, okay, there's going to be a twist to this. Because if this is just the end of the movie. It was too easy, yeah. This would be really bad. And, and here's the threads that were hanging. I thought the whole thing was going to be like, they were going to convince her to murder Roberta, which they were trying to do. I thought it was going to turn into like, oh, the shark thing has made her into this murderer. Right. She's a serial killer now because been, of a shark attack It would have been better. I mean, yeah, because I get like this ending, because uh, then it negates the whole movie. None of this movie happened. Yeah, which I always none of it. I, I hate, hate that. that. I hate, I that. hate when it's like, great, everything you just showed me doesn't fucking matter. I spent all this time. That's why I hate it's all a dream ending. Because like, fuck you. Like it only plays sometimes where it's like, oh, it's about something specific. You know, Jacob's Ladder actually does it well because it's about this descent. And it's about dealing with trauma and it's all this other stuff. So this movie, this little movie was trying to do a Jacob's Ladder with sharks. <laughs> and, and it just also wouldn't happen when you're on an operating table. Because you're under anesthesia. You're out. I've been through a few major surgeries. You're fucking out. That's true. You don't really dream. No. You don't have vivid you, you dreams. You go to sleep and you wake up in recovery. So, but is it, do you have this because you're... Maybe because they're dying. Because you're like, yeah, dying. You're having this other vision that still <sighs> does not make for... No when the twist is that none of it happened or mattered i don't care anymore yeah you've undone your whole movie you've undone your movie i everyone thinks it's clever and it was clever the the one time <laughs> yes honestly the only time it's been a good twist was when the when newhart ended and you find out it was a dream Bob Newhart was having in the Bob Newhart show that's the only good time the <laughs> it was all a dream was good did you know that one no Okay, so the Bob Newhart show was his first show where he was a therapist in Chicago. Yeah. He had another show in the 80s called Newhart where he ran a B&B somewhere else. And he's playing a totally different character, right? The finale for that show, the fi- the final scene is him waking up in bed with his wife, Suzanne Plachette, from the Bob Newhart show. And he wakes up, he goes, I had this horrible dream. I managed this B&B in like Maine or whatever. <laughs> and it's, so the joke is that that show was a dream inside the other show. See, that's fun. And he was playing off it because already you had Dallas, you had St. Elsewhere. He was, so he's making fun of the tropes at that time. That's yeah. the only time it's actually been used well of being like, oh, ha ha. <laughs> this was a dream inside the other show that was never crossed over, was never referenced or anything. That is funny. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> well, I, I was an innkeeper in this crazy little town in Vermont. <laughs> I'm happy for you. <laughs> That settles it. No more Japanese food before you go to bed. I, do we have anything else to say about From the Depths? I don't think so. That, do you that have twist, anything? I mean, do you see, just fuck off is what I wrote at the I, bottom there. I, did you have it too? You have just fuck you written? This was What in the actual fuck was my yeah, note? This, yeah. was, this was similar to 47 Meters Down where it was just fuck this whole ending. Fuck you. Like, don't, don't make, like, at least 47 Meters Down I only had to like, it only undid part of the movie. This movie, like the whole movie, then it's like, okay. It's like, why? What? Okay. Great. Now I don't give a shit. So she died. She died in that trip. So then why is she also having all this guilt about her? Did, did that happen? She hesitated. She wanted her brother and, or her, her mean- sister and, and boyfriend to get Yeah, eaten. I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I guess closing thoughts on both from the depths and then probably the episode. We're probably done, right? Do we have anything else we got to cover? Uh, the definition of a fear of sharks is galliophobia. Galliophobia. That's it. Okay. You had that there. Yeah, this this was... Oh, I forgot. 
we forgot a, a shark, drinking glass shark. Oh yeah. She yes. looks into her glass and she sees and one swimming it. and drops it. I'm like, of course, I'm like anywhere there's water, a shark could be, huh? You just never That's, know. I loved it. I I loved that part of it of the just like I loved the fucking shark just floating in the hallway. It was so dumb and I loved it. it was, I actually really yeah. loved that. <laughs> It was quaint. It made me chuckle. Oh, absolutely. I laughed hard several times at this. That's uh, that's from the depths. It's on Amazon Prime. So, I mean, we already told you the movie, but yeah, it was it was interesting. I will say that. I will say it was it. It was interesting seeing it's, it's something someone trying to do a clearly cash grab shark movie, but differently. Yeah. The, again, the shark of the mind. It's all up. It's this. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I know. No, it's a hard one to quantify. It really is because it's it's awful and pointless, especially at the end. Then you're just like, well, fuck this whole movie. But it was it was interesting to watch someone try. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was interesting. I mean, to, it's it's something else to it's watch. Not something we've seen before. No, 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 no. Uh, absolutely. So. Uh, so from the depths, I mean, do either of us recommend it? I don't think so. Probably not. No. If, you, if you're like me and you're curious about... Yeah, it's at your own risk. Yeah. I'm not going to recommend it, but... No, it's not like, a, oh, th- you'll have fun. Because you, you won't... But if what we told you interested you, then I mean, yeah. I guess may as well. And you have Amazon, do it. I don't know. Yeah, you got an 85 minutes to yeah. kill? Yeah. Like Dustin said, I don't know. That- <laughs> yeah, it's the best way. I, I don't know. Uh, and then now our, our surprise uh, double beer double company situation we weren't expecting how do how do we feel about this uh, they were okay yeah they're both kind of middle of the road i like them both i i, I actually i like the collaboration lager from line and kugels i think it's got it's got good flavor i wish it was a little maltier yeah um as we, we talked about this it was during one of our little breaks we took but uh the dunkel one as i was drinking it started reminding me of of modella negra yeah which i like a lot so it grew on me more that one actually grew on me as it went. From the first taste, I was kind of like, eh. As it went, I started being like, oh, okay. But it's because it tasted like another thing that I liked that's a, a Mexican beer. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not even German. But um, anything else we need to sort out, my friend? This is a weird start to, to week three. It is. This was, we weren't expecting this to be so off the rails, but it's it's uh, it's what happened. I think, uh, yeah. I think we did it. <laughs> we did something. Well, then, all right. That's going to do it for... Uh, this this weird like we this said weird yeah we said week three gets weird we came into it hoping to not get weird but it got weird <laughs> didn't matter <laughs> didn't matter nope we even came in prepared you can't it fight still it still got weird can't fight it so here it is you can't fight the weird uh well that's gonna do it for this episode of Sharktoberfest I'll tell you right now we got a couple other twists and turns planned for the week so week three is actually gonna be kind of buck wild we weren't expecting to start so but it's actually gonna be in theme with what the week is gonna be yeah it's gonna work out. It, You'll see. Yeah. You'll As, see. Big picture. Big picture talking. Week three is actually going to make perfect sense. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> once we, once like this movie, once the big reveal is shown. <laughs> yeah. Once, you get the, once we get to the twist, you'll get it. You're all going to get it. Um, well, all right, then. I'm Logan Nielsen for Dustin Pixley. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sharktoberfest and for sticking with us for the, the first couple weeks so far. So I'll just say goodbye. And as always... Vaping is fewer slumping. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay. Bye. Bye.